another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs, and I'm so glad to be here with you today. Happy August. As you know, I'm kind of taking a little bit of a quieter month is when I go on vacation. So we will have a couple more episodes for you this month, and then we'll be taking the last couple of weeks off. And singing to us in the background for one of the last times before we switch tunes is our buddy, Mr. Dave Barnes. Make sure you check out his newest album, really any of them, but he is an amazing artist and a good friend of the show. And we are thankful that he let us use his music for this season of shows. I'm excited to tell you about our friends over at Prep Dish in just a little bit. So stick around for that. And today on the show, one of my really good friends, a woman that has been in my life for six or seven years now, Christy Wright. Christy is a personality at Ramsey Solutions. Also has her own book called Business Boutique and lots of business boutique events that you, if you have been to one, you have seen me there because I am also at all the business boutique events. So at this point in the calendar year, when I'm getting ready to take a couple weeks and rest and kind of recoup a little bit, Christy was the right voice to come in and talk to me about how do you run a business well and how do you learn to rest well. And so I am just really grateful to have her on the show. So I think you're going to enjoy this conversation with business boutique founder and author, Christy Wright. Hey. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Last time we did this, gosh, three years ago, maybe? You know, I argued with you about that. I said, I've never been on. You're like, you've definitely been on. Yeah, you have been on. It was at, um, you Business were, Boutique. Yeah, it was all about Business but Boutique. But I think it was because we recorded you on mine, and so I just, in my head, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, But we yeah. also did both at the yes, same time. Yes, we did. Isn't that funny? And we were... We were not in the same room, so this is our first time recording my podcast in the same room. We've done your podcast a couple of times in the same room. Yes. Yeah, but here we go. But we have no shortage of things to talk about. Oh, I'm 0% worried. (laughs) Let's start with, it's the month of August, so I kind of take vacation, take a little break, go a little quiet in August. So I have two questions, one not serious and one serious. One, tell people about your lake house (laughs) because I'm ready to go this summer. Oh my gosh. Are you having the most fun? It looks like it's so much fun. I just need you to know that like of, of all my life's dreams and goals, there's nothing above the lake house. Like really? I'm, I'm, that like, was it. I'm 35. Like, that's what you wanted to do. I turned 35 this year. I never dreamed we would have a lake house at 35, but mm-hmm. we got a killer deal on it. And basically we just chose to make that decision instead of upgrading our house. So yeah. a lot of our friends are moving, getting fancier houses, bigger houses, granite, all the things. And we're like, we're going to stick with our older house Yeah, and we're going to have a house in Alabama on yeah. the Elk River that is a lake house and it's tiny and it's adorable. It is adorable. But it's on the water and I literally become a different person when I go there. Like really? I'm the most relaxed. I walk there and it's like Do I just the boys walk, love it too. They love it. I just walk around saying thank you God. Like it's like really? the most amazing place in the world. So we um go out on the boat. We got a boat, you know, when we got the house and so we go out and we ski and wakeboard and tube and it's like, to me, that is my ultimate. I don't need a beach house, a ski house. I don't need a villa in France. I don't right. even need to go to France. Right. Me and the lake is all I've ever needed. And so I'm like, I'm just out of my mind. Really? I'm so happy. Like your whole, like as far as you can think back, you thought. That's it. That's all I've house. ever wanted. Yes. And I will say, I didn't grow up on the lake. So to me, it okay. was like this unbelievable luxury. Yeah. Like my family never went to the lake. We didn't have a boat. It was like something that was so far beyond anything you could ever afford or do. Sure. And so the fact that, 
I, we can do this at, you know, my age and we can yeah. provide this for my boys where they can grow up on the lake and the water and stuff. I'm like, it's the ultimate. Yeah. I just can't figure out how I can do my whole job from there. Yeah. So I never <laughs> have to come back. Do you think y'all will go in the off season too? Yes. Yeah. Annie, like if I'm off on a Tuesday, I drive down there. How far is I'm, it? Two hour, hours? Hour and a half. Hour and a half. So but it's I'm not like, bad at all. Every second I can be there, I'm there. Really? And maybe that newness are wearing off. But right now I'm like, I'm, in, I'm still amazed. Are you keeping it. like groceries there? Oh, and oh sister. Everything I could stopped. ever need except yeah. my medicine and my glasses. Yeah. I literally closed deodorant, anything you need. So you yeah. roll in there. You've got food. I mean, if it's going to be two weeks before I'm there again, obviously I have to get groceries. But yeah. Everything I need is there. My parents have a lake house and my mom's closet has her clothes in it. Yes. Just because then you can just go. You don't want to pack. Like I don't yeah. want to pack. That's It feels like home. And I will say, so when we bought it, the way we justified it to yeah. ourselves was this was an investment property sure. that we were going to rent out an Airbnb. But now that I'm there, I'm like, I don't want strangers in my home. Yeah. This is my home. I love it so much. Yeah. So we may or may not, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but I love it. Okay, because I totally want to go in August. When you just load up one day. You're coming. Yeah. 100%. That's my whole, yeah. Okay, so that's great. So then my part two is, let's tell them what your response to me was whenever I asked you to come to my lake house. I was like, hey, Annie, you want to come to the lake? Like feeling like this is a really cool invitation. Like, sorry, I'm in China. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, my bad. <laughs> My bad. Not, not I as did cool. want to come. I totally wanted to come. I just was in a different She's country. She's in China. Right. Yeah, the summer's been a little busy. I didn't mean for it to be. I, I mean, you deal with women who run businesses all the time. Yep. And I have run, I've been, this has been my full-time job for six and a half years. So mm-hmm. I'm not new at this. I have done something really wrong recently. And I am, I am so tired. Oh, let's talk about it. I am more tired it. than I've ever been, I think. Yeah. And... How do you tell women entrepreneurs that it's okay to take a break? Because I've, I think part of the reason I feel tired is I was supposed to have a lot more of August off than I'm having off. And because of some changes we have made in the company, I have to work a little bit more. And as soon as that became, well, you'll just have to go in a little bit. It's like my tiredness doubled. Because mm. the expectation was you were going to be off. Yeah. And now you're not getting to. Yeah. So is uh, my question is always this. It's not so much I can say, you know, you can take a break. You can, you know, you have permission to take care of yourself. All that good stuff, which is true and right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I always would rather get to the root of it. Yeah. Like what, what is it? And is it a temporary thing or is it a permanent problem? So like a temporary thing is, man, you know, someone called out sick this week. I mm-hmm. have to show up more than I thought. So mm-hmm. that's a weak temporary problem. We're going to have to just buckle down, get through this week. Yeah. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Or if it's, I always say yes, and that is an ongoing problem. And I'm tired week after week, month after month, and there is no end in sight because I just keep saying yes. Right. Uh, So let's use a real life example. Uh Uh, I got a request. You'll so relate to this for a lot of reasons. I got a request a couple of weeks ago from this woman that has this awesome book and she wants me to review the book. She wants me to read and review the book. And I just wrestled with this. Like I wanted to say yes. And it seemed like the right thing to do to say yes. And so I was talking to my, um, a girl on our team, that's our publicist. And she kind of was the liaison between this woman and me. And I was like thinking out loud, all these different variables. And she just completely ignored everything I said. And she goes, do you want to? And I said, no. And she goes, okay, then like, I think a lot of times the only question we ask ourselves is, should I, am I available? Not do I want to, is this in line with my goals? That type of thing. So anyway, all that to say is I would love to like, what do you think the root of the thing is why you're so tired? Like what's the core? Yeah, thing I think on? it's, I think it's a lot of things culminated in the same week. So literally by like next Friday, it all is done. Mm. 
And so I think part of it is that it is, it, I don't think I've said too many yeses. Okay. I think that we, that for the long-termness of the company, I had to say a couple of yeses in August that I didn't want to say. Yep. And so th- I think that's it. But I'm also having a really hard time, and this is part of being an Enneagram 7, mm-hmm. but the other thing I'm hearing in my head is, this is how it's always going to be. Mm. You're always going to think you're going to get a break and you're never going to get a break. This doesn't stop. This doesn't, you know, like, mm-hmm. and if it does stop, I don't have a job anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. so it can't stop, you know, like, so that's yeah. part of the stress of like, what if I said for the next four months, I'm doing nothing. I'm saying, I'm not speaking. I'm not writing. I'm not going to work. Nobody gets to do that. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. That's not reality. Right. I, that's not what I get to do. Right. Um, and but so, I think there are seasons. I mean, yeah. to your point, I think there are seasons of this is a season of crazy. And what I would say is that voice in your head that says, this is how it's always going to be. I, I don't think it has to be that. So, yeah. I, I mean, I went through the same thing with the last three years of Business Boutique. Every season, Annie was, it's just this season. Just mm-hmm. this season is crazy because mm-hmm. of X, Y, Z reason. Well, it's just this season because you're going to be out on maternity leave. So we've got to, you know, double up on all the podcasts and all the blogs and all the speaking, everything yeah. because you're going to be out. Well, then I have a maternity leave and I come back. Well, it's just this season. It's crazy because you've been out. So now it's just every season was just this season. Yeah. And it did that for three years. And then finally, my husband, Matt, said, I feel like you always say that. I feel like this is it forever. I feel like this is how oh, it's wow. going to be forever. And I don't see any end in sight. And last fall, we kind of said, this is this season. And I was on the Propel Tour on the weekends. Yeah. So there was a lot of things yeah. going on. And we said, here are the changes we're going to make in January. And he said, I need to know they're really going to happen. And we had real things in place, though. A team yeah. that was going to start taking the load off me. We were yep. cutting back on my speaking. We were doing more stuff courses digitally from the office so it wasn't dependent on me on the road so I think that it can be just a season if you really have things in place the next season that you can delegate Mm -hmm. you can be more efficient Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to always be like it is right now there will be seasons of crazy as long as we're in business but but that shouldn't be that's not sustainable long term so for you to figure out okay I'm going to buckle down the next two weeks and it's all going to be over after that but then what's happening after that that prevents you from getting to those places again, if you can. And what can you do between now and then that you enjoy? Like, oh, I'm going to go get a pedicure one day or I'm going to go for a walk, something to not hate your life for the next two weeks. What are those simple pleasures you can inject into that Do you feel like you're getting, with Business Boutique, now that it's been going for a couple of years, do you feel like you're getting women who are at this place versus starters? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like this would be, you'd start to start hearing people going like, okay, I've been doing this for three years and I'm exhausted Mm -hmm. and I don't know how to stop. Well, and I don't, I don't know how to hire and and how do you hire right? And how do I delegate? Because no one can do it as good as I can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, right. Like we all think that and we feel that and believe that. And then, and then if that is true, no one can do it as good as you can. Then you'll never grow beyond yourself because you're a control freak and micromanager because no one can do it as good as you can. So, so how do you deal with that tension of delegating and handing things off to people that are trustworthy and competent? How do you train so that they can take things off of you? There are, uh, we now have a couple of people on the team that can write better than I can, but it took three years right. to find the right people that can write in my voice, which is hard to do right. uh, for a blog or, or for a script for something. Before that, I was writing every piece of everything yes. and still write a lot of it. So it, it takes a long time to do that. It takes a lot of effort and planning and energy and strategy. But when you get there, then you can go take a vacation and guess what? Your blogs still go out. Everything goes, you know, but it it takes a long time. That's how it feels like we're in a real, the next four months are massively transitional for us and staff wise and with a new book. And so one part of my brain feels, okay, after next Friday, you have two and a half weeks of quiet 
and of rest. And so everybody else takes vacations in the summer. You can too. Like, right. you know, and then the other primary brand is like, okay, in January, you'll have a whole new season at your job. And so there'll be all new things and all new people. And that'll be great. You just got to get to January. Yeah. My fear is that Matt's going to say to me, yeah. is this going to be every season? Right, right, right. You is know? this is anything is this, different? Right. Is this, it? can you always go, okay, well, when we get there, it'll calm down. Okay. Okay. Well, when we get there, it'll calm down. And so it just, it's that fine line you and I talk about a lot. It's that line of like, I am doing ministry. I am not a ministry. I'm a business. Right. And so I have to run this like, I mean, that's why I love Business Boutique, because I am a female entrepreneur who runs a company. Well, and you're doing both. Like, I want to point that out. Do, do you know uh, Rachel Hollis? Have we talked about her before? I, I, I know her book. We aren't friends she's, yet. She's, she's great. Yeah. She recently, her husband left his high, high, high-level corporate job at yeah. Disney to run her company. Yeah. And she realized she needed someone to run her company at this stage. It's, mm. like, it's massive. Uh, so she could just be the personality. Business Boutique has gone through that. We now have yeah. a leader in Amy Severson that she runs She's the business. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm the personality. And I yeah. can stay in my lane. She can stay in her lane. And and I can do more with that scale. So right now, you're running the business and you're the personality, the author, content creator, speaker, et cetera. So I think for you, even on a really tactical level, dividing up your calendar in a way that you have blocks of time where you manage the business and blocks of time where you work on personality driven stuff Yeah, because switching gears, Annie is so exhausting. It's so exhausting. If you're switching gears between I'm looking at our budgets and now I'm going to put out this really inspirational podcast, your brain, it, it's hard to switch. That's literally my day after you leave. I have to like do something for the podcast and then I have to do the money from the merch table from last night. Yeah. And then I have to do an Insta story about something. I mean like that's what I'm jumping back and forth every day. It's probably, I mean, I I don't want to oversimplify it, but there's an element of this that the amount of work is not the problem. It's switching gears between the Mm -hmm. different types of work. Mm -hmm. And if you could looking forward, so let's say after next Friday, everything's going to be better. Okay, plan out September, plan out the end of August to say, I'm going to block these days. These are operational days where I work on the operations of the business, whatever that is, marketing, et cetera. And then I have creative days where you get to put on your creative hat and you get, because those are such different muscles and Mm -hmm. such different sides of your brain in terms of thinking uh, that it would reduce the energy of switching gears and you would probably be much more productive during that same block of time. I mean, I think the same is true when I'm at home doing my chores too. Like if I will just stick with laundry versus laundry, oh, I got it. I need to clean out the fridge. Oh, yep. I need to clean the bathroom. You know what? Wait, let me just clean the bathroom. Right. Let me just clean the bathroom right. and make a list. Right. And I won't forget the fridge and I won't forget the laundry, but just clean the bathroom. Yeah, one thing at a time. Yeah. Focus. We always, uh, you know, women are very proud multitaskers. Mm-hmm. We're like, we love to multitask. Da, da, da. Here's the thing. Multitasking is actually a myth. Research shows. I mean, it's pr- science proves that your brain can only focus attention on one thing at a time. Oh, wow. So if you want to have multiple things going, that's fine as long as only one requires your attention. So we could be on this podcast. We could have laundry going or food in the crock pot sure. or, or you could be stuffing envelopes right now. You're not, right. but you could be. Right. But you can't be on a podcast with me and texting and answering emails and managing your budget. Yeah, that's right. If you ever try to talk to someone when they're texting, right? right. They're not paying attention. Right. You can only, your brain. So so I think that's really good for us even in, in business or in life to batch the types of activities we do because your brain goes into that gear. So that's in work or in play, what you're saying, business for or sh- life. For sure. Okay, Batching. so let's, let's apply this. Let's, let's apply this too even to... Uh, any of your listeners right now that are creators, they yeah. create anything. It could be in business. It could be a hobby. It could be whatever. Yeah. What I tend to see people do, and I did this for years, Annie, uh, I would try to do both at once. So I would put on my creative hat and think, oh, I've got all these ideas for blogs. And 
But the moment that idea entered my mind, my editing side of my brain would be like, well, that's a bad idea and that'll never work. And oh, someone else is already yeah. doing it. And that, you know, we don't have the resources for that. And then I'd be like, well, what if we did this? Oh, that'll never work. You're bouncing back and forth between the creative part of your yeah. brain and the editing part of your brain. Yeah. You can't do that. Here's what you need to do. This is for anyone creating anything. Yeah. Again, in business or life, when you're ready to create, create and put on your creative hat. And what that means is no idea is a bad idea. Mm. Anything that enters your head makes it on paper, makes it on the computer, makes it on the audio, whatever you're doing. Everything is considered. Everything is possible. You're being creative. Yeah. And that's the whole idea of creating is possibilities and dreaming. After you're done with that stage and you live with it for 24 hours or more, then you can put on your editing hat and you can edit and say, okay, what ideas are not realistic? What ideas are not a good idea? What mm -hmm. idea do I not like as much the second day? And you can actually refine that list and make your ideas better. Yeah. But we get so stinking stuck in business or life or whatever you're trying to do because we try to do both at the same time and no idea ever makes it forward because we shut it down before it ever has a chance to fly. So, you know, it's like writing a book. Yeah. You've got your crappy first draft. Yep, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for editing. Yeah, who is it that says that? Anne, Anne Lamont? I don't She's know. A lot of people. Yeah. S word. First S -word. Draft. Oh, um, no, it's not Anne Lamont. It's um, Brene Brown. Isn't it? Oh, is it? Maybe. I've heard it a lot of places. Mm -hmm. So you, you put out your first draft and then you edit later. You don't try yeah. to edit as you write. It would right. never work that way. And so, um, yeah, I think it, you apply that from a practical side, like we said, with time management of managing your calendar, batch things, block things. Like even I'm trying to get to where I'm recording all my podcasts in a day for a month. Yeah. And then I'm doing all my blogs for a day and then I'm writing all my stage talks for a day because it's different, it's different skills. It's different yeah. muscles and man, switching gears is so tiring. It's you're so yawning tiring. right now. <laughs> I didn't even mean to yawn. You're like, I know. Sorry, I'm like, you're wearing me out. No, no, no. <laughs> I spoke in Indianapolis last night and we got back at like 1.45 in the morning. Oh so, my gosh. So no, that was the yawn. You real tired. weren't boring me. Yeah. <laughs> I was yawning because literally I was, got home really late. I think that's brilliant, Christy, because I think that uh, we have a lot of women who listen to the show and some men too, but everyone is has a list today. Whether they're doing their, a lot of people tell me that they do, they listen to the podcast while they're at the gym or while they're in the kitchen or while they're driving, but everybody has a list that they're trying to knock out. And, and there is a way to organize a list in a way that batches too, mm -hmm. right? Where mm -hmm. you can go, okay, I need to do everything in this part of my house first. Yeah. Because then I won't run to 55 rooms. Yeah. 55 rooms. Where do you live? A the, very large a house. castle. Yeah, very yeah. large house. Sorry, I forgot to mention I have a mansion. The Von and, Trapp family. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Buckingham Palace is where I live. I'm Meghan Markle. <laughs> that's who I want to have on the podcast. She's like a dream guest. She's next. Yeah. Yeah, that's the goal. Yep. You first, of uh, course. I mean, it's it's a toss-up. Like, Me or Meghan. I want one. Christy first. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that, I mean, it, that just feels like an across the board. Now, talk to me about uh, what happens when your spiritual life gets involved too? And when you have to include when you're praying about decisions and when you are involving church time and when you are thinking about also listening to the Holy Spirit while you're trying to do all that. Yeah. You know, I think that's a, that's one of those things where it'd be really nice to have a formula, but I think God speaks to people in different ways. And so you respond based on your season, your relationship with the Lord, that type of thing. I will say that one of the things that I've noticed in my own life and a lot of women that I work with is I say this, I say these words, I have to, and mm. then fill in the blank with whatever mm -hmm. it is. And Annie, 99% of the time, I don't have to. Yeah. But I put this pressure on myself. So like, let's say that I'm in a season of life like you, and I've mm -hmm. been there many, many times. I'm yeah. not right now, but I have been many times of like, you're just exhausted. 
And then I also will say things like, and I have to clean out the attic and scrapbook the last swim lesson. And I also have to reorganize my shoes and I have to show up for that potluck with an extra pot of chili. Yeah. I don't have to do any of those things. Right. Um, but we get in our head that we have to do something or we want to do something. And then it turns to have to, which turns into a burden and it makes it on the to-do list. And then we just hold our feet to the fire to this to-do list. And so I would just challenge back to what you said a second ago. I would challenge the to-do list and say, look at your to-do list. What do you really have to do? What of those items are you excited about that they're going to give you ROI? I'm using business terms yeah, here, yeah. but what's going to benefit you in some way? Um, what gets you towards your goals? All the other things that you don't have to do, you can mark those off. You can delegate them. You can push them to later. You know, I did an Insta story, I guess it was a week ago, and it was Monday morning and I woke up and I'm was looking at my calendar for the week. I saw this one. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. And, or I guess, it, I'm sorry, it was Sunday. It was, was Sunday night because yeah. you were talking about how you do that every Sunday night. Yeah. And yeah. I was looking at my calendar for the week and ev- this is what I do every Sunday. I just react to my schedule. Oh, I have to be here. I have to be there. I have to do this. I have to. And instead of thinking, what would I like to do? Again, uh, you know, injecting some fun into this week of, yep. that sounds fun podcast. What, what's you. some fun things you'd like to do? And I was like, okay, here's what would be really fun this week. It would be really fun to uh, take my dog for a run, to paint my toenails because they were desperate, and to go to yoga. Well, to be honest, I only did two of those three things. I did not do the yoga because all the there was like three other things that came up that week that were more fun than yeah. going to yoga. And I was like, I'm going to yeah. say yes to this instead. Right. So it's not this structure to put more pressure on yourself, but it does give you an opportunity to say, what do you really have to do? And what do you want to do? Because it's your life. Like, spend it on what matters to you. Yeah, because talk to the moms and the dads who are listening whose kids just went back to school, and they've gone, okay, the kids are back in school. Thank you, Jesus. Here we go. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) And here we go. We're going to do, here's my list of stuff I need to do at home. And I'm going to do, and then two weeks in, they're disappointed in themselves because they haven't gotten through their list because they rested, and they did laundry, and they changed out summer clothes to fall clothes. Yeah, but they've got a billion things left. Yeah, I remember saying this to Matt, and he's as a way of saying things that like you know, kind of like challenges whatever my yeah. way of thinking. And I remember being pregnant with my second son Conley, and I said, "I'm just so disappointed in this day. I didn't get anything accomplished. All I did was hang out and like relax or whatever." And he was like, "Rest is an accomplishment." Mm. And I was like, "Ooh." So for the drivers like me that are yeah, just so goal oriented, so driven, so accomplishment list driven, it's like to find value in rest, to find value in protecting yourself, to find value in the things you're saying yes to. And, you know, you know, any, I talk to people all the time that really struggle with guilt. And I don't think this is just a mom thing. I think this is just a, Human. a person thing yeah, that we're always focused on what we're not doing. And we didn't get that list done. And here's the long list of things I didn't get to. But I think it can be as simple as shifting your focus from what you didn't do to what you did do, because at any moment we can focus on what we didn't do, Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. we could focus on what we did do. And, and when you shift your focus to all of the things you have accomplished, what you did say yes to, it shakes some of the guilt, you know? So I I got asked to go to coffee um, a week ago. This happens to me all the time. I'm sure it happens to you all the time. I want to go to coffee to pick your brain. I'm like, Oh, pick uh, your brain. Dear friends, if you can drop one phrase, From your vernacular, pick your brain. Everyone would appreciate it. Every, yeah, because pick your brain is is automatically bristles my porcupine. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I go like, no. Come up with a different phrase. Yeah, no. Still ask to hang and right, ask sure. to talk sure. about you what you're dreaming of. Sure. Probably don't say pick yeah. your brain. Yeah, yeah. So so I got asked, and it was, this was yeah. by a stranger, by the way. A yeah, complete yeah. stranger on Instagram. 
which is fine. I, I, I'm not mad about it. But at the same yeah. time, I'm going, I'm, I'm going to say no to this. Now, yeah. I could say no to that and feel really guilty. Oh, and focus on the no, right? I could focus all on the no. Oh, I feel bad. I should. You know, I should help this person. Maybe she really, all that. Or I could focus on what that no allowed me to say yes to. Yes. So you have a choice. In any moment, you can focus on your no or what mm-hmm. you're turning down or mm-hmm. what you didn't get to. Mm-hmm. Or you could shift it and say, here's what I, that allowed me to do. It allowed me to rest or work out or get ahead on my writing yeah. or fill in the blank with something yeah. else that is important yeah. to you um, and all the things you are doing. And I think we just we focus on the wrong thing. We're always, the way that I describe it, at Business Boutique is a lot of women per- live their lives perpetually looking in the rearview mirror of what they're leaving behind. I'm at work. I feel guilty. I'm not at home. I'm at home. I feel guilty. I'm not keeping up at work. We're always focused on what we're not, where we're not, what we didn't get to. But if you can just simply shift your focus and look through the re- front windshield instead of the rearview mirror, you can shake that guilt and it helps you be present where you are and be proud of what you are doing. Because women, you're doing a lot. Just own that new story that you already are a great mom, a great business owner, a great leader, a great friend. Just step into that story instead of telling yourself the narrative that you're not. Yeah. What's that quote you always say about being a working mom that you're 100 percent? You're not. You're never fifty-fifty. Yeah. We're, well, just life balance. It's not a fifty-fifty split. It's about being one hundred percent present wherever you are. So yeah. be where your feet are. Yeah. Wherever you are, be there. Yeah. You know, I could be sitting here with you and being like, "Oh, is my son Carter? Like my son Carter just um, finished his swim lessons today. So this is oh, kind of his end of the year yeah. or end of the session. It was his first time ever doing swim lessons. I could be like, "Oh, is he okay? Oh, he, I'm not there to show him how proud I am of him. And it, I could be all focused on that and feel guilty and not and miss this moment with you. Or I could just be present where I am. I'm here with you. I'm having fun hanging out with my very good friend. But then when I leave here, I'm not going to be thinking about you or your listeners. I'm going to be thinking yeah. about my son and asking yeah. all about swim lessons. Yeah. Um, and so you can you can focus on where you are. But at the same time, when you miss out on some of those things, like milestones, which are reality, um, right before I came in, I shot a quick video yeah. on my phone and just said, hey, Carter, I'm so proud of you. I can't wait to see about your lessons. Daddy told me you did so good. I sent it to my husband. He was there. He showed it to Carter, and Carter was so excited to see yeah. that I yeah. was supportive. So it's not perfect. And if we have the expectation that we're going to be able to be everywhere all the time, we're always going to be disappointed in ourselves because that, that's right. not reality. So, And you do. So I think you had such a unique experience, too, of watching your mom work full time. And you turn out to be a good, successful, business-minded woman. You aren't like digging through trash cans in, you know, (laughs) somewhere. Whereas a lot of times I think there's a narrative told, particularly maybe to Christian women, that being at work is less than being at home. Yeah. And where I think the stay-at-home moms need to know that they're right where they're supposed to be. That's right. But you're right where you're supposed to be too. That's right. And I like, instead of saying like, the right spot for a 35-year-old mom of two is fill in the blank. Right. Going like, no, what's the right spot for Christy Wright? Right. Because 35-year-old mom who's listening to us right now that's staying at home with her two kids. And I have a friend, my friend Taylor, she is has a super tiny baby, like a one-year-old, and they're already doing flashcards. And uh-huh. I'm like, that's hilarious. Yeah. But okay, yeah. let go. <laughs> you do that, you know? Yeah. And so I just think you do such a beautiful job of giving everyone permission to whatever your calling is, be there. I really care about that. And I'll yeah. tell you that the... The thing that frustrates me, and I see, I'll focus on this one angle because I think you could have it either angle. I think you could have women that work out of necessity, and certainly many women do out of necessity for the income, but yep. they would rather stay home with their kids. But what I tend to see more than even that, maybe it's just the nature of business boutique and the type of women that come. What I see more than that, are, I see women that are staying home but have this burning desire to do something. And they're yeah. like, does that make me selfish? Does that you know make me a bad person, a bad mom? Does it mean I don't love my kids because... 
I want to do something more. I want to use my skills or my intellect or my education or my experience. And what I remind women again and again is God gave you those gifts for a reason. Yeah. And you had those gifts before kids and you have those gifts with kids. Yeah. And those gifts can be used to bless other people. Uh, and you can figure out what that looks like. And that's one of the most beautiful parts of going into business for yourself because you can define what your version of success is. You can make it as big or small as you want. You can set your own schedule. You can have the flexibility to be at the class parties and field yeah, trips. So you yeah. get kind of the benefit of both, but there's still a cost benefit. You're not there at every single thing because you're building a business and using your skills. But I love the uh, quote by Meg Meeker. She says, the most powerful way to teach a daughter how to enjoy life is to let her see her mother do the same. Mm. And I love that because I'm living proof of that. My yeah. mom didn't teach me to work hard. She worked hard. Yep. And so I work hard. Yep. And she didn't teach me to take care of herself or to do these other, you know, to value integrity or persistence, perseverance. She lived that right in front of me. And so I live that as well. And, and I think that we can underestimate the power of our example. So if you want your kids to chase their dreams, women chase your dreams. Yeah. Don't sit on the couch and feel handcuffed to these invisible handcuffs that you hold the key to and say, children chase your dreams, but you're yeah. not, you yeah. know, like there's and the a majority of women, nine out of 10 aren't going not more than nine out of 10, 99 out of a hundred aren't going, you know what? I want to leave my family and go to New York and be the devil wears Prada president of Bloomingdale's. <laughs> no, that's not what they're wanting to do. No. They're wanting to like, we could use some more money this month. And I've always wanted to fill in the blank, right? Write a book or do start a monogram business or be a nurse. Or, I mean, we see that's one of my favorite things about Business Boutique is people tell me jobs that they have created and companies they've created that I did not know we needed, but we need. No, and they're some of them are so weird. They are and so they work, weird and they're great. <laughs> and people need them. That's right. I know. I do you know I at the event in the in Indiana yesterday, a woman came up and said, I know you from Business Boutique and I love it. And we're coming in November and she said, we've been before. And I said, oh, yeah, do you love it? She goes, yeah, I went from owning I went from owning nine businesses to five. I was like, <laughs> oh, well, progress. Step in the right direction. <laughs> that is a lot of companies you run, ma'am. But I thought that is so funny that she's like, okay, I'm coming back because we're still simplifying and we're still honing in on what I do best. And Yeah, and we, we really do try to change up the speakers, which you know this because you yeah. lead the whole event. Uh, but we change up the speakers. We keep the same core topics, but we have a lot of different experts in those spaces. Yeah. And so it's cool as women come back year after year, to the event specifically like we're talking about and they get something different out of it and their business is in a different place. So yeah. something else, you know, yeah. what they hear is even different because of where they are. Yeah, so, that's my experience is I take something different. I mean, the things I implemented in 2016 when we started, did mm -hmm. we start in 16? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Are, are different than the things I implement now at business boutique events. So I just have been, I have, especially knowing I was seeing you today in this way versus the last time I saw you at a swimming pool in Vegas. Which um, we should go back oh ASAP. <laughs> I know. I just said to Rachel the same thing. I'm like dying to go back. When can we go back? That is, I mean, that is the only time I've put on my swimsuit this summer. <laughs> was in Vegas like, in May. Until you come to the lake. Until I come we'll to the lake that. in just a couple of weeks. Sure. Right now I'm coming. Oh, I'm coming. I can't wait. But that's something I was thinking about seeing you this week is like, man, there are so many women who I bet more women feel like me today than I realized of like, we are working hard and we are tired and we don't get to stop. Mm -hmm. So what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. that's literally like today I looked in the mirror and I went, you, I'm so tired. So what? Yeah. So what? Yeah. You still have three full days of work and then yeah. you travel and speak this weekend and then you have two full days of work next yeah. week. And 
And what you're going to so do is what? you're going to do it. Yeah, you're that's what I said. It. You know what I mean? I was like, the calendar keeps going. Yep. The clock keeps ticking. It will be next Friday before I realize yep. it, and I'll get everything done that I need to get done. That's right. And you'll and you'll look back, and you'll be so glad that you just got through it. Like yeah. I, it, I always use running examples, which you know, but it's yeah. like if, if I'm running up a really tall hill, you know, I'll just look at, okay, just the next mailbox. Okay, just the next, next light post, just the next fire hydrant. I don't look at the tall hill in front of me. I'm like, yeah. I just got to do what's right in front of me today. What yeah. do you have to do today? And then you look up and you're at the top of that hill. But I always pause at the top of the hills, the really hard hills, and I look back. Yeah. And it's this like, oh, I did it. I was at the bottom and I didn't think I could climb that hill. Yeah. And here I am at the top and I did climb that hill. And, you know, Annie, the the closest thing I could explain to uh, how you feel right now, aside from, you know, years ago with the beginnings of Business Boutique or Book Tour, last fall I was like you, like me, I cried yeah. because I was on the Propel Tour, which was the biggest blessing in the world. They're so But fun. it was Friday through Sunday. Yeah. And my work didn't stop Monday through Friday. Yes. So I worked seven days a week. For week multiple after weeks. week yes. after week after week. My house was a disaster. I lived out of a suitcase. I was exhausted. I was emotionally, creatively, physically drained. Yeah. And I remember about halfway through that I thought, and you've got three weeks left. Yeah. You've got three. You're only however many weeks yep. in. You've got three more weeks of this. There's no slowing down. You will be on stage. And, yeah. you, you know, and so I think that there's such wisdom even in what you're saying of we want to feel sorry for ourselves and we want to you know have some solution like someone save me no one's going to save you nope. it's your business and you're yep. going to do it but there's a great quote by um uh Barbara Corcoran uh mm-hmm. of Shark Tank and yeah. she says the the main difference between successful people and everyone else is how long they feel sorry for themselves oh wow and I was like I love that because it helps you just go we're going to do it. Yeah. You know we're what? Gonna we're going to do it. Like there's, yeah. there is no other option. There yep. is no backup plan. Yep. We're going to do what we need to do to get through it. But at the same time, what are those things you could inject into your week or your day mm-hmm. that give you a tiny break? Like, do you have, do you have a, anything on your calendar that you're going, that's not necessary. I can actually cut that out and mm-hmm. give myself a nap or a break or yeah. a pedicure. Yeah. Like cutting out the, going back to what I said about, I have to, is there anything in there you really don't have, have to, to do, do. Yeah. and being more protective of that so that in your week you're like oh, okay it's mm-hmm. not as bad as I thought it's not as bad as it could have been yeah and I'm going to enjoy myself a little bit more in the process as yeah. you get through that crazy yeah. time yeah that's the goal So I'm just going to real quick interrupt this fun conversation and tell you about my friends over at Prep Dish. You've heard me talk about them before if you have listened to the show before, but Prep Dish is a great way to save time and be efficient in the kitchen. Eat healthy. You know me. I'm gluten-free, dairy-free. And so this is a great way to have those kind of meals that are real foods only. But you can also, if you eat dairy, if you eat gluten, if you eat all the things, they have that for you too. It's a stress-free, really tasty meals. And the owner, Allison, who I adore, is offering my friends, you guys, a free two-week trial of Prep Dish, which is awesome. You get to try it for free for two weeks. This is like a no-brainer. Just go to prepdish.com slash Annie. And if you ever need to use a code, just use my first name, A-N-N-I-E, in all caps, so Prep Dish is like a meal planning service. So every week you get an email with a grocery list and a prep ahead instructions so that all of your meals are ready for the week. There's no guesswork needed. You can let Prep Dish do all the planning for you. You don't even have to think about it, which is great for me because I'm just busy. It's not that I don't like cooking. I'm just busy and I have a crazy schedule and this is such a time saver for me. So after only like an hour, maybe a little bit more of prepping on the weekend, I have all my meals ready for the entire week. So um, make sure you go and try Prep Dish. I mean, why not try it for free for two weeks, right? PrepDish.com slash Annie and your first two weeks are free. Again, that's PrepDish.com slash Annie. 
I just texted our mutual friend, Ash Warren, because one of my favorite things about us and Ash is that in 2012, the three of us with was some it other 2012? women. Yeah, I think so. 11? Oh my gosh. Do you think it's earlier than that? It was before Crosspoint moved to this location. Yeah, that's so right. So it was over Sylvan Park. Yeah. Yeah. So would it have been 10? No, because no, I, I wasn't. 11 or 12. 11 or 12. Yep. That Jenny Katrin got a group of us together. And and all young women that she kind of just, I wasn't doing this job. You weren't doing that job. Ash wasn't doing her job. And just kind of said, hey, let's sit in a circle and talk about women leading kind yep, of, right? Yep, yep. How have you seen that investment in you and that mentorship that Jenny did play out? You know, it's interesting because I think that when when I joined the group, I, I was more focused on, okay, what are we here to learn or do? And I wanted to participate in that way, but really the value coming out are the relationships built in the room. And it's funny, yeah. even before we started recording, I was like, Hey, I've got an idea. Yeah, There yeah, are yeah. some women in Nashville. I've just had all these random one-off meetings with these amazing women that are believers that are out there doing amazing things. What if we all got in the same room yeah. and instead of having one-off coffee dates? What if we just no agenda just got together. And so I'm trying to kind of create, even as you're you said paying that, that forward. Yeah. yeah. Well, even create what I benefited the most from that group, which is just the relationships built in the room. Yeah. Yes, we can talk about a book if we want to, but it's more about connecting women that are in the same stage of life or the same types of, uh, you know, influence or impact or same struggles to just, yeah. I remember we talked about, we had women in that room from all walks of life, all different. Oh my gosh, we had like a and, super high level Mary Kay yes. lady. She was so fun. Yeah, so many different, but there was there was just this common thread of leading. Yeah. And we were able to talk about leading. And yeah. so, and the struggles of that and what we're learning and, yeah. and how your faith plays into that. So I think that just not ever underestimating the value of the relationships and the people that you can meet. Uh, Ken Coleman talks about proximity, but when you're around great people, great things are more naturally going yes. to happen for you. Yeah. So just putting yourself in those situations, yeah. to me, that's the biggest. I don't remember what we talked about. Yeah. Like, I don't remember the books we did. I don't either. It's, well, we did Jenny's the first one. Yeah. But, but I don't remember the one. next one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the next one. And and it was about the relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. That's funny. J- Jamie Turkowski and his fun therapy episode, he and Bob Goff were talking one time about Jamie dating. And Bob said, well, I guess if I, Bob said something like, I guess if I knew someone who wanted to catch a fish, I'd tell them to go fish where there were a lot of fish in the lake. You know, just kind of like get yourself around single women, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you yeah. Know, so like, and the same is true for us. Like, let's get around. How can we get around other women who are doing things similar-ish to what we are doing right. so that we can bolster each other up? I mean, that's right. what happened with Jenny in, in that group was I felt like, Oh, I can say what I'm trying because everybody in there just about was trying. Right. Like we were at the trying place right. versus the like maintaining exhaustion, right. recovery, next thing phase. Right. And so I do love that idea of yours, by the way. I yeah. think it's brilliant. Yeah. I think it'd be so fun. Yeah. And I would say anyone listening that there's a core uh, group around you. If there's people, you know, at a, you know, at a distance or an acquaintance, yeah. like just get some of those people that are in your same st- You know, um, Rachel and I've talked about this before. You may have been on stage with us at business boutique when we mentioned this, but there's, <gasps> Oh, come in, come in. This Yay! is what we wanted you for. Don't forget. Uh, Ash, we wanted you Hi! on the podcast. What? Yes. Come Hello. I know. Come Hello. join. Come join. We're so talking we, about the old days. Yes. We are literally just talking. Uh, do you want to just pull that table and sit on it for a second? Do you Bring have a second? Up. I for sure will not sit on your glass table. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, you just, we were just talking about the fact that we were all three in Jenny Catron's group in 2012. Ask her what you asked me. How have you seen that investment in your life play out long-term? Well, I would say that I couldn't be the leader that I am today without the investment that Jenny made in me, not just in that group, but over years of friendship and 
just um, wise counsel and being that safe place to bounce ideas off of and her (laughs) reminding me who she sees that I am when I forget to see who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And connections with other like-minded women. Yeah, that's what she said too. It's been such a pleasure to watch how God has produced fruit from those seeds. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. And that and we were just saying like the idea that these relationships really started there mm-hmm. and existed there. I mean, we'd have all met either way because we were all in the same church and kind of ran in the same world. But I do, I often think back on that little group and go like, oh, they were there when I like, I think I might quit my job to be a writer. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. And y'all were both like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to, we think, and I, had ne- I literally had never said it out loud until I said it out loud to that group. And so it was just super special. What are you doing today, Ash Warren? What's your life? Well, say what your role is at Crosspoint. I'm the director of employee culture. Okay. So effectively, I get to serve our staff team and keep a finger on the pulse of engagement and health and morale and plan all the fun stuff, staff meetings and retreats. And yeah, then I also. She's like the highest level woman on staff. (laughs) Hush. For sure you are. That's generous. It's for sure true. um, But yeah, I get to also kind of walk through hiring processes and transition processes and conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a real distinct privilege that I um, am really thankful for. Okay. I'll How long have you, you been here? 13 years. 13 years. Yeah. That's amazing. Crazy? That's amazing. I know. 13 years serving the same through really hard transitions. Yeah. And yeah, it's amazing. I'll ask you one more question, then you can go live your life. Um, what do you know about women in leadership in a church now that you didn't know even five years ago or six years ago? Ooh, that is a you can both answer great it. question. And honestly, it does take me back to things that, that Jenny taught me and us in, in that group. But I think, yeah. I don't know if I could say it's specifically about women in leadership as much as it's simply do the work to find out who God made you mm. and be you. Be you as fully and passionately and vulnerably as you can be. Yeah. So if that means leading in the church, lead your heart out. Yeah. If that means anything else, do yeah. that. Because you're a mom of two, wife, you run yeah. a house, you lead there too and here and all over the place. Just, you know, asking God to reveal to you, who is it that you made me? Mm. And be her. Yeah. yeah. In all those places. That's good. Okay, come drop those bombs. Yeah, I love all it. All right, Ash Warren. so good. We see you. Okay, good. Well, thank you. I just texted you. I was like, hey, come in real quick. And so while we're talking, I'm talking to Christy. I am really honored to have sat in this triangle. Well, listen, next time we'll give you an episode. You can just teach us all the things. We'll give you your own chair, not the glass table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. right. Well, it's good to see you. Thanks for doing that. That was like, we're like, we need Ash on the podcast. So fun. Well done. I love it. I love it. I know. She's, I mean, just, she's an amazing leader here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, she and you know what's interesting about Ash that I'll say now that she's not here, she's the kind of leader that no one ever sees, but she's hiring and she's shaping culture and she's in all the hard conversations, and so she kind of like um, if this organization of Crosspoint Church is like a river, she's building the banks all the time, mm. right? And but no one looks at the people building the banks. That's Everybody right. looks at the people surfing down the middle. Of the That's river. right. That's and, right. But the only reason the water has anywhere to go is because there's Ash and, you know, 30 other people 
Yep. That just never get noticed. Yep. You know? Yep. So she's amazing. Okay, keep going on your story. Sorry. You were telling me. What were you talking about? I'm very bad. uh, I'm very bad at memory. Memory things. Memory (laughs) things. Let's flip over the cards and make it. Oh, we were talking about relationships. Yes. And we were talking about uh, the value in the relationships from the group. So, yes. I think I was saying something like, for your listeners that are, you know, have people around them to find people to get together because there's such value in, in friends that are going through what you're going through. So for mm-hmm. we've talked about this on stage with Rachel and I think yes, I, was saying, I don't were. know if you're there, but yep. um, I have my high school girlfriends and my college girlfriends that we get together and hang out mm-hmm. and I can talk to them about what it's like to be on stage and tell a joke and it is crickets. Yeah. Right. And they don't know what that's like. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, not that you only have to have friends that are speakers, but to be in relationship with women like you or Rachel Cruz or some of our other friends that are either in some type of business or some type of influence that get the struggles and get the frustrations. Um, I love my other girlfriends, but I love also having this group where I can say, here's what I'm dealing with or here's mm-hmm. a request I got. How mm-hmm. do I handle this situation when someone asked me to pick my brain again? And y'all yeah. are like been there a hundred yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, someone asked me to edit their book again. I don't have time. I That's not a priority not job, for me. Yeah. Um, uh, so I think that just having people that get it, yeah. that get what yeah. you're doing is there's such value. And then you can learn from each other. Okay. What did you do? Any, you know, half the time we were in Vegas, we talked about not half the time, but a, some of the time Yeah, I was asking you, all these questions about how you did 100 days to brave. Cause I thought it was so brilliant and it has been so successful and you see the response in the audience. And we're talking about the, how it's blowing up on social media and you're teaching me and pouring into me as a friend and peer mm-hmm. of how you did that. So you can also learn from each other. Like you can encourage each other in the hard times like we do. Yeah. Um, and you can get it of what you guys are going through. That may be a struggle, but you can also learn from each other. I think that's one of the most fun things about a trip like Vegas is we just ebbed and flowed back and forth between like, family and work and cocktails ideas yeah and just like <laughs> doing and swimming pools and yep. seeing michael jackson's show and yeah. elton john and yeah. i mean we just that is what's really fun about having people that understand how you put what you put your hand to every day it's because you can go like while we're talking about this can i just quick question how did you get that page number font right where, <laughs> where was that okay noted right. now let's talk about it I, right and it never feels like a burden to flow back and forth no with y'all it always is so easy well i think there's a foundation of trust when you come to the relationship focused on the friendship then that's an awesome byproduct that yeah. is so um unassuming there's nothing in it for any of us like Mm -hmm. none of us are like how can I get what you have how can I how can I elbow my way to the top like there's none of that in friendship and so that would be my word of advice is don't seek out people that you just want to get from right but look for people that you can just do life with and then the natural byproduct is you know that I would do anything to support anything you're doing. And I know without a doubt, I could call you the other day. I sent you a video. I was like, Hey, will you share this? I was like, there's no ask. I was like, it's something we're trying to share. It's something. And you're like, done when you just champion each other because you want to, because you're friends and there's that trust. Um, so I think approaching it from a friendship angle makes all of that feel so natural. That's what you do. Okay. So for the people who are listening that feel that little bit of tug of like, Oh man, I've made this relationship at my company because I thought it would get me somewhere. Or, oh gosh, maybe that is why I talk to that guy so much on Instagram is because I'm hoping to get something out of it. Like when, when this has pinged like a little, a little something in us that goes, ooh, I don't want to do that. And sometimes I do that. How do we work that out of ourselves? 
What's the next move once you realize, oh, maybe I've done that in this one relationship? Well, this is going to sound really simple, and it's going to sound really... I like that. That's about all I can It's, it's going to sound really holy, and it's not... Uh, I'm not as holy as this is going to sound. Oh, good. So that's my disclaimer. Um, <laughs> I would say as just a in life, yeah. in business, in marketing, in speaking, you can literally apply this, Annie, to anything, to anything that you do. Always focus on what you can give, not focus on what you can get. Even yeah. if you intentionally are having to say, wait a minute, let me focus on what I can give today. Mm-hmm. As a speaker, here's a, let's use a speaking example. The speakers that you all that are listening, if you've ever heard a speaker that comes out on the stage and they are focused on what they can get, they can get laughs, they can get claps, they can get standing ovations, you feel it. You feel it because it's all about them and their performance. But when you have a speaker that walks on stage and all they care about is what they can give, how Mm -hmm. can they give value Mm -hmm. and give help and give inspiration and, and entertainment and challenges and solutions... Those are the speakers that absolutely knock it out of the park and they get the claps and the laughs and the standing ovation. Right. It's the reverse effect. When you focus on getting that, often you don't mm-hmm. and you go about it the wrong way. But when you focus on what you can give, a lot of times that's what you get yeah. anyway. And yeah. so in writing, focus on what you can give. In relationship, focus on what you can give. On social media, focus on what you can give, not yes. get likes. Yes. Don't think about how can I get likes and get followers. What can I give? Yep. And when you give value, you will get likes and yeah, fans and followers. Yeah. So it's it's as simple as that as changing your mind about how you approach things. And sometimes you do the action before you feel it. Oh, yeah. We talk yeah. about that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fake it until you feel it or yeah. act the way you want to feel and the feelings will follow. Uh, you know, another practical example, You, I'm sure you get this all the time too, but on Twitter, people will reach out to me and send me direct messages like, hey, will you promote my book? Will you share my book? Will you share my, mm-hmm. send people to my mm-hmm. website, whatever, all the things. I ignore all of them. And it's not because I'm a mean person, right. but all of all of them that are focused on what they can get mm-hmm. from me. Mm-hmm. There's a few that I pay attention to, though, and I actually respond and yeah. I send emails to. And it's when they approach it this way. Hey, Christy, I'm such a fan of Business Boutique. I love business. I love uh, entrepreneurship. I love what you're doing to champion women. I want to champion women as well. Here's how I'm doing it. Here's what I'm doing that I think could add value to your audience. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, tell me more. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. you're focused on what you can give. Yes. You want to give to my audience, I'll put you on my stage. You want to yeah, give to my yeah, audience, yeah. I'll bring you on my podcast. But if it's, can I be on your podcast because I'm trying to get more exposure, your, fo- your heart's the wrong one. I'm the same way. And our, our friends who are listening know that we don't ever bring people on here that have asked because they want something. We have, there's two people who have followed up a lot. And I'm like, you aren't wanting to meet my people. Right. You want them to pay for your stuff. Right. Nope. Right. Not, that's not why we're here. That's right. we are having fun with our friends. Right. We aren't trying to sell things. We're right. having fun with our friends. So until, until your language comes to me in a, man, I bet your friends that listen are so fun. Yeah. I would love to tell them some things that I think would help their lives. Right. I, I'm not sharing them with my friends. Yes. Yeah. I just can't do it. Yeah. It, it's a different, it's a different heart behind it. And what's amazing is when you have a different heart behind it, you have very different results. Mm-hmm. And so another example would be, um, I have people come through like my book signing line and they'll say, I want to do what you do. How do I do yeah. what you do? Yeah. I want to be a speaker. And my next question, Annie, is always, what do you want to say? And if they can't mm, answer that, question. I've never asked that. If they can't answer that, then I, I challenge them and say, you need to think about what you want to say, yeah. because there are a lot of people, I'm sure you're not one of them, but there are a lot of people <laughs> that want to be speakers for the spotlight yeah. for themselves, yeah. but they don't actually have anything to say. Any, I never had a desire to be a speaker, never yeah. had a dream, never thought entered my mind, but I do have encouragement that God's put in my heart that I have to get out. Mm-hmm. So I don't care if it's to three people or three million you people. You genuinely don't. I've seen I you can't, at an old Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> With 
30 people in attendance and it was totally free to get in and me and Matt stood in the back. Oh, what? You're right. You did come to that. Yes. I know. You genuinely, you are, I'm just telling the people that is the truth. As you were telling that, I was like, oh, she's so sarcastic. No, that actually happened. I forgot. That that was a real event that I came to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's so important that people know that that's what it looks like. Yeah. To really, you have been investing in women building businesses for years before anybody large crowds were listening. Well, and I think there's just, it goes back to the heart behind it because on social media, it's easy to say, well, I'm going to respond to that person because they have 20,000 followers or more, or I'm going to respond to that person because they have a check mark. It's like, you don't respond to people. You don't take care of people. You don't serve people. You don't add value to people because they deserve it or don't. You do it because that's who you are. Yeah. And you can't not do it. Yeah. And so I don't care if I'm in a Burger King or if I'm at Catalyst, which I've been at both. Yeah. I... I want to share this message because that's who I am. And that's Mm -hmm. what God gave me Mm -hmm. to steward. And so when you focus on what you can give, man, the results, I think, are so much better. They're so much more authentic. People see the real you. So uh, I don't even know what your original question was, but I think it's just focus on what you... How do you... you, When you feel the ping of being jealous... Focus on what you can give, not on what you can get. And I think think there are times where I feel that. And I think oh, that other author is getting what I want or that other author, he's he's getting to do what I... And then I go, you better pull his link off of Amazon and you share that book and you tell everybody to buy it. Because I have to... My actions have to go before my feelings sometimes. And I... Because I wrestle. I mean, I think we all wrestle with... For sure. With seeing what other people have Comparison and yeah. competition and all totally. that. Totally. Mm-hmm. And so I go like... It's why I wish Follow Fridays would come back. Because if I would do Follow Fridays... it. All of them would be people I'm actually jealous of. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'd be like, this is how much I need to root this out of me. Go follow all of them. You yeah. Know, all of them. There's well, 900 of yeah, them. Yeah. Like, no. But I think the enemy gets a foothold in your mind and and preys on that. And me too, whenever, yeah. if there's a, even an ounce of that, or you see something on social media, or you see something that someone else is doing, where your mind can spiral with these oh thoughts, and gosh. it makes you not want to do whatever you're doing. Well, let's just give up. Well, I'm not as good as her or as funny as her, as cute as her. I don't have any, as many followers as her, whatever it is. And it, and that's just, that is a lie. A that lie. is a lie straight from, from the, the pit. pit. Hell. Yeah, that's so. right. From the pit. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's take a minute and talk about business boutique in November. Are you so excited? I love it. It's like three of my favorite days. Okay. I got to tell you. So right before I came here, I was in a planning meeting with Megan Ledford, which yes. you know, she's like the wizard of Oz behind the curtain that makes yes. everything happen. I love She's her. the one that tells me what to do. And yes, yes, she yes. really runs the show. Uh, I, have, I, I have one of those, the Eliza. Yes. yes. So what I'm so excited is typically what we do for the last few years, is I, I teach our core content, which yep. are about four to five lessons. And then we bring in other speakers and change that up. So we're actually, we have the other you speakers. You marathon teach. I do marathon blows teach. my mind. Yep, I do, but I love it. And so this year, just because I feel like we've, we've looked at the numbers and we have a lot of repeat people coming oh, back, good. which is awesome. Yeah. So I'm doing two new talks. Uh, uh, the opening talk and the closing talk are new. And it's actually some content I've been working on this whole year around the problem you solve in your business. And, and when you identify that, it, un, you know, it unpacks a lot of other important pieces of information in your yes. business. And then my closing talk, instead of focusing on time, I'm actually talking a lot about the guilt that we experience and how we manage our time yeah. because I, yeah, yeah. I can teach them about the calendar all day, but they're like, I still feel guilty. Yep. So we're kind of taking different angles on some of cool. these. And then when we walk through the plan, Megan and I were just working on this. 
we're stripping out about half of it that we normally do. And instead we're going to let the other parts breathe and do it like a workshop. So interactive activities and that type of thing as they build out their plan. And I have a lot of new, uh, not a lot of new examples and that type of thing. And then we have our classics that are always favorites. And then um, Dave will be there. Dave Ramsey will be there. We have a new um, social media expert, Amy Jo Martin, and she's like a powerhouse. She is speaking of followers. She has a million followers on Twitter. Her first client was Shaq. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Casual. Teach me some, I just interviewed her for my podcast and she's just like, uh, like, uh, you know, ask forgiveness, not permission. I'm just going to do the thing. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I yeah. love you. So we're going to learn from her about social media. And, and your what podcast, we, need to do. we just look business boutique, yep. Christy Wright. Business it's boutique on, podcast. It's the, yeah, yeah. Yep. I love it. It's so smart. And they're short and they're, they're just a good, like, listen on a Monday when you're getting into your week. And, yeah. yeah. And, and just a lot of things. So many people tell me it's not about business. It's about life. I was like, yeah, great. That's awesome. It. That's I right. love that. You yeah, know, I think so, um, so we have a lot of great speakers. Dave Barnes, who's a good friend of yes. yours. Uh, Emily Lay and Megan Tampty, who's the CEO of Ever Eve. Yeah. Really cute store. So we have a lot of new speakers and there's more. Of course, you'll be there leading the show as yeah, always. Yeah, I can't wait. So I mean, fun. yesterday we were talking to some friends, Eliza and I were talking to some friends in Indy who... Some of the other people who'd been there, there was like four or five people. Oh, because we had a business boutique in Indi- Indianapolis, I think, as well. Okay. Yep. Or in Fort Wayne. We were somewhere up there. Yep. And so they were saying we were there too. And and Eliza and I both said it is one of our very favorite things oh, we do. We so talked fun. to some girls who work at Vera Bradley and we were like, Do you know about business boutique? You yeah. should be doing yeah. it. <laughs> so yeah, it's just such a fun event. It is. And if we try to pack it in with great information, but you know, because you lead most of this, we try to have a really good time too. Like yeah. we dance and sing and play and have funny experiences and you meet awesome women. Speaking of like being around great people. It's 3,000 amazing women doing what you yeah. are doing. So yeah. there's such value. That's in such a huge takeaway. I feel like every event we do, whether we're traveling it or whether it's the one in the three day in Nashville um, or two and a half day, whatever you call it, um, it is people always say, this is a friend I made at Business Boutique and I'm still talking to them and we still yes. we share products and we share yes. ideas and yeah. Yeah, I, I love that. It. It's, it's, it really does extend way beyond that room or the three days. And I think is, part of it is having you and me up there and people go, oh, those are real friends who've already done this. For sure. That they actually built their businesses at the same time and walked it together yep. and are doing what they're telling us to do. Yeah, and you model so, that. Yeah, yeah, there's such power in that. I love it. Um, okay, our last question that we always ask. Okay, ready. What sounds fun to you? What's fun? Oh, well, I, I don't want to say the lake because I just talked about the lake for 45 minutes. Let me, give you, <laughs> let me give you something new. Uh, I really, the lake is so fun. I'm like, I'm going tomorrow. So I'm like, ooh, everything revolves on the lake right now. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, are, you, are y'all just like getting up and going? Oh, yeah. In the morning? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm leaving it. Matt. Yeah. I'm leave, I mean, not like in, <laughs> in marriage, right. but I, but He's I leave him. Back he work. works. Yeah. And I, since I'm writing on Thursdays and Fridays, what I do is I get up and take the voice and go. And so like, for example, I blocked the whole week of July 4th. Yeah to write but from the lake so I left a Thursday before the weekend before July yeah. 4th and by Sunday after the week so I've been there 11 days yes. now I've driven separately because of all this yeah. and so Matt goes home on Sunday and he like grabbed my shoulder as he walked the door he goes please come home <laughs> Please actually come back. Annie, I still didn't go home that night. I went home Monday morning at 5.30 because I wanted to stay as long as possible. Anyway, I'll tell you. Okay, what sounds fun to me right now? This is, again, probably predictable being a mom. But my boys are getting really fun. They are so fun. And they haven't been fun when they're... I'm not great with babies. Like, I'm fine. But right now, they are almost two and three and a half. And like we play, like I think yeah. we're going to, I just texted Matt. I was like, you want to go to the sounds game tonight and take yeah. Carter? Like we're such an active family. So yeah. now that they're mobile and they can move and go places and we wrestle and do scavenger hunts and 
I just, they're so fun. Yeah. So I'm having a really good time with them now that we're in this fun season where they're a little easier, yeah. a little more independent, and and I can play. Do you have time to tell the story real quick of when y'all backed the boat, the did oh, Conley sure. lock himself in the car? Yeah, no, uh-uh, no, that was, no, let's let's tell that story. This because we can just this end story. for your listeners out there. Um, <laughs> I'd like, the, I'd those like to of us start. who made it all the way to the end, you really, I, here's a gold mine of a story. I'd, I'd like to I'd like to st- end this by telling you that I am actually mother of the year. And so if you Google it, my face will come up. Uh, so we have a boat and we can't put it in our house. So we put it in a boat ramp about a mile away. Yeah. So on this particular day. We're leaving the house. Now, my husband is very quiet, predictable, steady, normal, patient, kind, lots of things I am yeah. not. So he tells me before we leave, I'm like, I think I'm going to bring Rocky. Now, by the way, this is our six-month-old puppy because I have a lot of bad ideas and getting a puppy with two small children is one of them. So anyway, we have this dog and I'm like, I'm going to bring Rocky. I feel bad. He's been outside all day. We've kind of neglected him. I'm going to bring him in the car. And Matt goes, don't bring him. Like, don't bring him. It's going to be chaotic. It's going to be crazy. We're trying to get the boat in, you know, out of the water yeah. to bring it in to go home. Don't bring him. I was like. I think I'll bring him. So I brought him, ignored my husband and brought the dog. So the way that it works is my husband uh, drives the boat around and meets me at the ramp. I drive the car around yeah. to the same ramp. We meet there. Conley's in the car. Conley's my little one, almost two. And he's watching. In his, he's in his strapped car, in his strapped, car seat. Strapped in his car seat. And thankfully he's watching Mickey Mouse on the DVD player. Yeah. And it's a beautiful day in Alabama. It's like, you know, 75 degrees. I've got the windows down. It's a nice day. Rocky's just riding in the front, loving life. Carter's in the boat with Matt. So I pull up to the boat ramp and I'm perpendicular to the boat ramp. So I'm uh-huh. blocking it until I pull forward to back in. But yeah. I notice there's this giant log blocking the ramp and, and not a lot of people come to this boat ramp. So I'm like, well, I'll go move the log. So I go to get out of the car and I see that the window's down. I'm like, oh, Rocky's going to jump out of the window. Like yeah. for sure, he does everything wrong all the time. Right. He'll jump out of the window and then he's going to terrorize all these nice people trying to fish. So I'll roll the window up. So I'll roll the window up. And I close the door and I go and move the log and I come back to the car and the car is locked because Rocky had all the doors are shut and the the windows are up and the windows are up and the air's off because again, I had the The windows windows down. down. So the car is running and Conley strapped. Let's just recap this. (laughs) Okay. My husband and older son are floating in the water waiting on me. Uh I am blocking a boat ramp that other people want to use (laughs) with the car running with the air off. With a untrained puppy inside with my baby in July <laughs> in Alabama. And the dog locks the doors. It's unbelievable. It's the worst combination yes. of factors you could ever create. So did you yell out to Matt? Well, I tried to fix it myself first. Sure, as of course. Usual. Of course. I, I think when I'm running frantic sprint laps around the outside of the car, he yeah, knew something he was knew up. Something. But I'm trying to get Rocky to jump on the unlock button. I'm trying anything I can think of. I call the locksmith, and I'm in Alabama on a Saturday, again in July. And I call the locksmith, and I'm like, I'm deliberately sounding more frantic than I even am, which is a very high level yeah, of frantic yeah, yeah. at this point. But I'm sounding more frantic because I want him to come very quickly. Yeah. So I'm on the phone like, my baby's in the car. I'm so I'm so scared. Please come. It's hot. The air's off. The windows are up. I need you to go. Da, da. Yeah. And he goes, well, hello. Well, where are you? Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> I'm going to have to go find the van. I think that's down at the lot. Down. I'm like, I can tell by the sound of your voice. You're yeah. not moving fast enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm crazy person. I then... 
uh, see these other people in cars and they seem to have all this gear and these other dogs. And I'm like, do you have a hanger? They have a hanger. So they have a wire hanger. I'm trying to unlock while the... Oh my gosh, like they do on TV. Yes. So I'm like the Christy. slowest locksmith in Alabama. <laughs> while he's coming, I'm still trying to unlock the car with the lo- with the hanger. Yep. Rocky is, you know, tr- I'm trying to get him to jump on it. He's just staring at me panting like yep. a crazy dog. Then I'm asking the people while I'm waiting on the locksmith, I asked the people around, there's all these people with dogs. And I was like, what? I couldn't make this up. I was like, what are, what are you guys doing? And they're like, we actually train dogs to find cadavers oh my in the gosh. river. So we're training oh no. them right now. I was like, could you train them to unlock the yeah, door? Yeah, yeah. Cause What's that's the what, chance they could open a door. Cause that's what I'm, I'm like the irony. I'm like, this is so frightening. Yeah. So anyway, finally about 20 minutes later, the locksmith comes and unlocks the door. And the would, whole time Conley's just like fine. He's fine. He's literally watching Mickey Mouse yeah. and it's 75 degrees, but my yeah. level of stress and anxiety, yeah. I'm like, and then I looked at Matt, I was like, don't you say I told you so. <laughs> so glad they, I brought the dog. And Carter just have to keep floating. because Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 That is amazing. So mother of the year as usual. That's just for the record, for those of you that don't know me, Annie does. But that is one of the approximately 597 <laughs> stories I have where I do something wrong. <laughs> and, and my husband has to do it. Even, yeah, not yeah, even. Not yeah. even. Oh, man. I love that story. When you did that whole thing. You're one of my favorite Instagram story followers. So people need to make sure they... Christy B. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I do, they need to make sure they follow because you just tell the best. You're just so good at storytelling. And you, the way that we're similar is you see the story and go, Oh, well, I'm a oh, magnet for weird. Yeah. Like people that say, well, weird things don't happen to me. I go, what's that like? Yeah, tell me because more. all day, every day, I'm a magnet <laughs> yep. for it. Same, same. So Insta Story is perfect yes. uh, because then I'm able to oh, yeah. share it. What was the one on your flight? That literally made me sweat. Oh, when the when the battery, the suitcase, yeah, the battery. Yeah, oh yeah, my gosh, yeah. I sold the ba- I sold the suitcase online. Right, I was like, you, As you should. I'm never using this again. Sure. So someone else can use this. Sure. Yeah, yeah. The flight was delayed for an hour. I mean, oh, yeah. I just never, I've mm-hmm. never felt anything like. Well, it. it's like you just you have to share that with people because it's an outlet for you, but it's insanely entertaining. Like my, yeah. you, did you remember the one from Catalyst where I got something on my shirt right before I walked on stage and had to change yes. clothes with my boss's wife's, my yes, boss's you had to daughter into her yeah. shirt before yeah. I go on stage in front of ten thousand people. <laughs> And then the best part was what the girl was wearing, my boss's daughter, that she kindly sh- switched clothes yeah. with me. She was wearing a black turtleneck, and I had on black pants, and the background at Catalyst was black. So I looked like yeah. a floating head yep, on stage. You just it was great. Yeah, yep. I did. But anyway. it was great. They yep. loved you. Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks for being on the show. Thanks I love for you. Me. It's we been a talk all the time. I mean, we could do this every week. And for sure. People would show up. For sure. Oh, friends, didn't you enjoy Christy's thoughts? Man, I am so, so grateful for her. If you want to be at our business boutique in November here in Nashville, it is such a fun couple of days. Not only do you get to be in Nashville, which you know, I think is awesome, but you also get to spend so much time with other women who are entrepreneurs, businesswomen, dreaming up what they can be doing to make money doing what they love. So thanks again to Christy. Make sure you follow her everywhere across the internet. Christy, be right and thank her for being on the show. If you need anything from me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places, at least for a few more days. And then I will be quiet for a bit. Um, Just taking a break. So if you need anything before that, holler at me. Or after that, holler at me. If you need me while I'm gone, I'm real sorry. (laughs) I'm on vacation. Ask Christy if you need somebody in the next few days, the next few weeks, just call Christy. So you guys go out and do something that sounds fun for you today. And I will see you next week.